Another Way to Play, episode 67. I try to end every day by, did I do something different today than I did yesterday? Did I move the needle in our business? Are we better today than we were yesterday? Robert Martinez is the founder and CEO of Rockstar Capital. And if you want to learn to make the next chapter of your life better than the last, then you should be listening to Another Way to Play with our good friend Hans Truzina. Welcome to Another Way to Play, your wake-up call to finally make a difference by creating a life defined by freedom. This is about entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and industry professionals that have left the 9-to-5 rat race behind by taking that personal leap from where they were to where they want to be. It's time to stop going through the motions, stop hitting the snooze button on your life, and get the insight and inspiration to make the next chapter of your life better than your last. This is Another Way to Play with your host, Hans Struzina. This is Another Way to Play. I am your host, Hans Struzina, and I believe that if you trade hours for dollars, you will never achieve true freedom in your life. Today's guest is Robert Martinez. He's the founder and CEO of Rockstar Capital, an investment and multifamily property management firm that specializes in the acquisition and management of value-add opportunities across Texas. He's got nearly 3,800 units under management and has been recognized as uh, one of the most decorated property manager companies in Texas with 17 city, state, and national apartment associations awards. He's also got the distinction of having the number three rated multifamily community in Texas, the number 38 nationally for online reputation by Jay Turner Research. In all, his Rockstar Capital communities are ranked in the top 1% nationally for online residential satisfaction. This one, guys, is really fascinating. Uh, Robert uh, started out life making um, some pretty good choices, as most of us would say, going to college, getting good grades, getting a good job, but realized that even though he was doing well and doing good work, uh, he wasn't in control. He talks about how his bosses uh, would mess with the commission structure that he was on, and it would really affect his income. And he decided that he was going to take something into his own hands. Went out and tried to create a, a, a cash flow situation where he could get another ten or twenty thousand dollars, which led him down this path. Aside from obviously having a huge portfolio, I asked him specifically about some of these awards, and this is something you're going to want to listen up for. How did he win some of these? Because most syndicators and most managers don't talk about the awards that they win for customer satisfaction. They talk about returns and units under management. He talks about when he first started, he got his hands dirty. He did all the different jobs in the apartment that needed to be done so he could learn the business and build systems and processes around what needed to be done on a tactical day-to-day basis. We also talk about mentorship, investing in yourself, and up-leveling your sphere. Uh, There's a ton of great advice in here that transcends beyond real estate, so you're going to want to take a listen to this one for sure. And if you get value out of this or any of the other episodes I put out, please head over to iTunes, leave a written rating and review really helps me grow and keep getting better uh, at my craft as well as keep increasing the exposure on the podcast. Um, Really appreciate that. Thank you in advance. And without any further ado, guys, this is a good one. We're going to get into it with Robert Martinez. Robert, thank you so much for being on the show today. Really excited to have you on. I'm excited to be here, Hans. Thank you. 
Absolutely. My pleasure. Well, man, you've, you've got a lot of really cool stuff happening in, in your world and in your life with all the, the rentals and all the, all, the, all the stuff you've got going on. So uh, before we get there, though, let's, let's back up, let's build some context and let's talk about where your journey really began. That sounds great. Well, like a lot of other people, I uh, went to school and got good grades and went to a good school. You know, I have an engineering degree from Texas A&M. Uh, I went out into the workforce as a sales engineer, selling advanced equipment to the oil and gas industry. And, you know, as any good sales guy, you know, you want to be compensated for your results. You want to be compensated for the effort that you have. And I was really good at what I did. And what would happen is in, um, in the corporate world is that you would lose territories. You would shift territories around, right? Because, you know, you're the, your boss only wants you making this much every year, you know, plus or minus. But you want to make up to here. You know, and that doesn't happen because they play with your commission plan. And there's no better way to take the enthusiasm out of your sales force than when you monkey with their commission plan, which means you're monkeying with their money. And right. after that uh, happened enough times to me, I realized that I didn't have control of my financial future. I didn't have control of the kind of life I was going to lead. I didn't know the kind of place my kids were going to go to school or the kind of car I was even going to drive or the vacation I was going to have. My employer had that. And I wanted to get that back. So I started to explore and look for ways to offset at first the income that I was losing from my employer monkeying with my commission plan, right? I thought I'd find a way to make an extra 10, 20,000 a year. I was, wasn't thinking about anything other than that. Um, and so I looked around and looked at, you know, uh, different solo business companies uh, type situations like, um, you know, a laundromat or a coin operated uh, water machine or, you know, even child, child care. But I, I stumbled into real estate. You know, there was a real estate club here in Houston that had been around for a long time. Um, and I would listen to them when I was in the car on my sales calls. Um, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to give it a try. And I walked in there thinking, oh, wow, this is really cool. They're, gonna, they're, they're talking about single family houses. They can show you how to be a really good landlord. They'll show you how to buy the deal right, how to own it, how to make residual income off of it. And then later in time, when you're ready, you can sell it for a massive profit. I went home that night thinking, that's what I'm going to do. I came back on Sunday, which is the next day. And they talked about multifamily apartments and I was blown away at the opportunities with apartment complexes and how different they are than single family houses. Um, you know, the biggest difference is that in single family houses, your comparable is the guy next door or the guy down the street. So you can have granite, you can have whatever finishes, but at the end of the day, it's going to trade in this range. It's not going to be way up here. Um, that's different than multifamily and multifamily is based off the NOI and the NOI is rent minus expenses equals NOI. Right, very simple concept. You learn anybody who does QuickBooks or you learn in accounting class, you're saying rent minus expenses is NOI. Well, that is the number that the lenders use to value your property. So a one dollar move on the NOI adds sixteen dollars of valuation. Right? You're like, wow, okay, so I just add a dollar of NOI to this deal. You can really do really well. So imagine if you add a fifty dollar move to the NOI. Let's say it comes in the form of a rent bump on a hundred units. That's five thousand more a month. That's sixty thousand more a year. And you're like, wow, I've made sixty thousand dollars. No, you haven't. You've made a lot more because sixty thousand divided by the cap rate in this case would be point oh six is right around four hundred thousand dollars of valuation that you just created. Yeah. You can't do that in a house, but you can do that in multifamily apartments. And once I realized, I was like, wow, this is really interesting. I like that's what I want to do. So we bought our first deal in December of two thousand and seven. After joining the club in January of seven, taking that whole time to learn. Right, I would go on bus trips. I would meet other uh, owners. I would ask some questions. I'd talk to their staff. I'd watch training videos, right? Because if you're not willing to invest in yourself, then why are you willing to invest somewhere else? You've got to learn and get education before you go make a big mistake. You know, I remember I walked into the class one day and a buddy of mine came in with me. And I thought he and I were going to be partners. He thought that the price of the admission was too high. 
And he's like, no, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to do it all by myself. And I said, well, I'm going to do it. And I want to become a very successful apartment owner. And he didn't finish. He owned one single family house, which he didn't do right because he didn't follow the concept that they would have taught him at the real estate club. And he wound up holding it for a long time and not really making any money at all. And he never wanted to buy another house again. Yeah. And that's what happens. You hear the horror stories because people don't get the proper education on how to manage the renovation process. You know, you should contract it out. Don't do it yourself. Don't, you know, don't be handy Dan trying to do it. You know, hire the professionals, right? You know, you're not going to go budget on brain surgery, right? So why would you go budget on your house flip or on your renovation? And so what happened was he never did it again. I kept going. I, I got really good at it. We got in our first deal in December of 07. It was at 238 units. And um, I joined with a partner. I met somebody there. I networked with somebody there in the real estate club. And over the next three years, he and I ran it up to 2,000 units. And I got really good. I walked away from my day job. Within four months of doing that first deal, I was working full-time in the business. I went from wow. making about 150000 a year down to 36000 a year because I walked away from my W-2 income. Because I realized, though, that it's not about what you're making per year. It's about the valuation that's in the business. Right. So I put $200,000 in that first deal within three years, I pulled all the cash back and I still own the deal. And it's way yes. next to what I could have made had I had a salary. And then he and I stayed partners for a few years in 2011. I started Rockstar Capital, went on to buy uh, 21 more deals. Uh, I now have um, 3,800 units or so, asset value about 380 million. I'm the country's only two time national owner of the year and all because I decided to change my state that one day. It was a family tree change right there. My net worth exploded once I learned how to work in multifamily. Our company has won 17 city, state, national awards. Uh, you know, we become a brand here, here locally in Houston. That's really amazing, man. Thank you for all of There's so much to unpack there. But I, what I really want to go back to is that first moment, that Saturday class at the real estate club that you went into and you're learning yeah. about flipping single families, right? Like, I think that's yeah. where a lot yeah. of people's head go. Like they see your resume, you're like, dude, 3,800 units, 21 communities, like no way, right? But wrapping my head around buying a flip, doing it, you know, making 20, 30 grand. Like I think most people can sort of conceptually start there or maybe buying a small rental or a duplex or something, right? Like how do you, as someone going brand new into that business, making that shift, decide to take those first couple of steps when all of it's brand new and you have no idea what you're doing? I think number one is you need to have inspiration. My inspiration, my why was my children. I wanted to be able to provide for them a better life. You know, what gets in the way of a great life, a good life. And that's what I had making 150000 a year. Now, I know that's not a lot in California, right? But in Houston, Texas, that's a pretty good income. You know, especially if your wife or your significant other is making a certain amount, now you've got some really good disposable income. But I wanted to do something different. I wanted to, to as I said at first, I was pissed. I was angry that my boss had taken away my money that I had made that I, that I was mm -hmm. due to me my residual income that should have come in. And I said, you know, enough of it. And that's what motivated me. There's got to be a better way. I don't want to wind up like everybody else, 40 years working the same job, you know, and, and you know, I don't know anybody that retires on their 401k, not mm -hmm. one single person, but I know multiple millionaires because they're friends of mine. They're all real estate owners, you know? Yeah. And, and so I realized that this is what I wanted to do. And again, I think you got to have your why. So once you have your why, then you got to go overcome your fear. Are you, you know, because I, I probably could have got started two years earlier, but I was afraid. I was afraid that I would make mistakes. I didn't trust the process. I didn't trust the education club. I think that if you get good mentorship and you get good education from people that are where you want to be, trust it. Especially if you're paying for it, trust it. You know, when I joined, I was about 32 years old or so. I was a younger guy. Uh, and I said, you know what? I can walk away. 
I can walk away from my day job. If this doesn't work out, I'll go back and I'll find another job making me six figures. Because I think once you get to that point, that's your talent level, right? You know, all money is, is it separates talent from no talent, skill set from no skill set, right? So I'm like, okay, I'll make that again somewhere else. Um, so I walked away, but I, I found an amazing opportunity where, you know, I, I, I live a life that I can never imagine. Yeah. So defining your why and getting over your fear. Great piece of advice, man. Cause a lot of people think it's like, Oh, I got to go learn a cap rate and I got to go learn how to finance these things. Like pretty much all the first couple of steps start internally between your ears and you totally nailed that. Gosh, there's so many, so many people in so many situations I'm thinking of that. Like, I wish I'm going to send this podcast to because it's gosh, that advice is so good. So you go back the second day then all of a sudden you're into the multifamily world and you decide like, yes, I can value add to a, to a flip. Like I can make a spread on, on what I bought it for, what I put into it and what I sold it for. But if I go into the multifamily world, now I'm creating value in a balance sheet. Now I have a business that I can create equity and cash flow in and, and is valued totally differently. Yeah. What was it about? Was it just that that aligned better with your why? Or was it that there was just the excitement of running an, a business as opposed to trying to flip a house or two at a time? I think it was all of the above. You know, uh, the single family house wasn't as sexy to me. You know, my first investment was $200,000. I'd saved up. I had money, you know, uh, and how many single family houses are you going to buy in 2006, 2007, right? You'd have to buy a lot of them with, you know, with $200,000 because the down payment here in Houston, Texas with rehab and everything's probably 30, 40 K, you know, so you have to have five houses and I don't want to manage five different rehabs. I want to manage five houses. No, I can put it all in one investment platform. Right. And it was a 238 unit deal. And that allowed me to get a full-time manager, a full-time assistant manager, a leasing agent, a full-time lead maintenance, uh, an assistant lead maintenance and a housekeeper. So I wasn't alone. I was able to buy this deal right? And have a full team. So, you know, I'm not a big fan of buying a one, two, choosy type thing. Don't buy, uh, uh, you know, first of all, to be an apartment complex, it's got to be um, five units or more, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah. that's by design. So five units or more means you get true value. It's not a fourplex, not a threeplex. It's not a, a duplex. It's five units or more. And that's where that, that magic formula that I call, right? The NOI divided by the cap rate equals your valuation. That's when that math starts to apply in different from single family. But all you're doing is trading it out and buying a day job. I don't want to trade one job in for another, right? Because five, six units is not enough to support me. It's not going to give me what I want. It probably could give me that extra 10, 20,000 a year that I wanted, yep. but I'm still going to be tired. I'm still going to have to go there after hours. I'm going to have to find a painter because I don't, I can't afford a full-time painter. I got to go get on Craigslist or something and find somebody. I got to get help collecting the rent. I got to do all kinds of issues and you bought yourself a job on top of the job that you really have. So if you're going to do this, I highly recommend that you start with nothing less than 40 to 50 units that gets you at least a full-time manager. And about a hundred units get you a full-time manager and maintenance man outside, you know, and then now you're not alone and now you have a real viable business. And yeah, it was sexy. I mean, gosh, I didn't learn any of this in college. My mom and yeah. dad didn't teach me this. So my dad worked for a fast food company for 40 years, you know, and, and he had some tremendous lessons and, and life lessons that he gave me, but he didn't show me how to become a business guy. He showed me how to take care of people and he showed me to value people and to try to help them as much as they could so they could help you. You know, but he didn't show me how to be a business guy. He didn't show me that there was another way other than working at a, at a, at a W-2 income. So that was sexy to be able to own an apartment complex, something that none of my friends at the time had had. You know, it was this new club, this new group of friends that I was creating, right? So it goes back to the whole concept, right? You're the combination of the five people in your life, right? Your net worth is your network, right? Who yep. do you know? Yep. Right? And it, it's true. It's a, it's a big deal. 
That's all really fantastic advice, guys. You should totally rewind that a few minutes and re-listen to that because uh, <laughs> Robert talks fast, but he's got a ton of value coming out of there. So yeah, I'll um, try to slow down. <laughs> oh, no, keep it coming, man. I love it. So there's another component here and you hit on it already, but I want to dig a little deeper, which is um, your parents, the education system, they didn't teach you how to run this business. They didn't teach you NOI, cap rates, et cetera. You went out and you found some mentors. You found some people to get around. You upped your network. You got around people who were doing it at a high level and certainly a higher level than what you were at at the time. And I think that advice applies beyond real estate. That applies for pretty much anything. Can you talk about your personal um, experience with finding mentors, finding partners, getting that education and how critical that was and what that actually looked like practically? Yeah, you have to be wired a certain way, right? You have to be able to not be afraid to go shake hands with somebody and introduce yourself. You know, and I credit my sales background, which allowed me to uh, understand how to talk to people. You know, I know one of the things that helped me a lot in the apartment world is that I used to sell $500,000 pieces of equipment to a guy with a PhD. Mm -hmm. So certainly I can come into an apartment complex and teach somebody how to rent a $500, $600 apartment to somebody making $30 or $40,000. It's just people skills. It's a people game. We're in real estate. It's a people business. As you know, it's, it's a people business. People have to trust you and they have to know that you have their back and that you're there to take care of their best interests. And that's how you get started, right? But along the way, you want to keep learning. And in my real estate club, I quickly became the top guy in that club. And I was like, I didn't have a mentor anymore. I was kind of teaching others. I needed to get out. Um, I went out of social media. I, I got a chance to visit with uh, Gary Vaynerchuk up in his studios up in New York. I got a chance to visit with Grant Cardone. I visited Gary actually twice now. And yeah, it's not because you're good looks. You're going to have to be willing to pay for mentorship, but it's worth it. Because the lessons that I learned, the conversations from people that are where I want to be, I was able to transition those into my business and make us better. Like right now, you've got this financial, this not say financial crisis, going back 10 years, this health crisis, this health care, right? People are really worried about it, right? But I'm not. I'm not worried because I was ready for this. We had six months full of reserves that if we didn't take another dollar in, we could last six months. If I can just hold 60% occupancy, I can go a year. But where do they get that idea from? Gary Vaynerchuk. He said, find a way to put yourself out of business because that's what someone's going to do to you and then find the way against it. Find the defense. And I realized, you know what? We were not ready. Uh, we were not financially ready. I went through the recession back in 07 because that's when I got started, right? And so mm -hmm. I took all those lessons that we learned and I applied them to today in 2020 so that some of those holes, some of those issues that could have been issues today aren't there anymore. You know, this crisis right now is, is really challenging those that have not planned when it was peacetime, right? Mm -hmm. They don't have fiscal responsibility. They're, it's testing your solvency, it's testing your liquidity, and what you did when things were calm. How are you prepared for this business? I mean, as you're, you're, I know you're, you're in real estate as well. You know, mm -hmm. we do virtual tours. We've been doing that for 24 months. You know, we have online payment only. We have a paperless environment. You don't even have to come to our apartment complex to complete the leasing process. All you gotta do is show up to pick up the key. And even then yep. we're working on smart homes so that we just give you the new code and now you can get into your, your apartment, right? So it's, yeah. it's eliminating the need to interact. And it's like, wow, if I hadn't invested in these things 24, 36 months ago, we might be in trouble today, but where did I get those ideas? I got them from Gary Vaynerchuk. I got them from Grant Cardell. Those are new mentors of mine that I follow that I like to listen to. I've had a chance to meet and I, I think you, you take advantage of those opportunities so that you can apply them towards your business. 
this is all fantastic advice, and I really appreciate you bringing it up. Um, one thing that I'm struck by with your resume, like a lot of people say, I've got a thousand, I got two thousand, I got a couple thousand units, I got all this, you know, dollars under management. Like people throw out these big top line numbers, right? But I'm looking at what you've created, and you alluded to it earlier in the interview, which was like you've won these local awards. Your brand is recognized as one of excellence in the apartment management community. You've got, you know, just some of these things that I'm totally inexperienced in the, in the apartment syndication world. But, um, I can't imagine that there's a lot of people who pride themselves on the awards they won for their apartment syndication. And most people don't talk about that stuff, but you clearly have like, where did that all come from? And and how did you get yourself into a position to be able to earn some of those awards? Right. So what happens is when I left my day job, I didn't just turn into a syndicator like a lot of guys out there. I didn't just say, hey, I'm raising money for an apartment complex. I sat in that damn chair. I traded my sales office for the leasing office. And I realized that I needed to learn this business. And I sat in that chair every day, week after week, month after month for a couple of years, learning the business, understanding how the leasing process works, understanding how the renewal process works, understand the kind of issues that our, our, our residents are going to face. And if I hadn't become an, a true operator, I wouldn't have the success I have today. That's why a lot of my peers who are just syndicators, they come and they go. They come and they go. And they're not ready for this crisis because they've never sat in that chair. They have no idea. They rely on a third-party property management company. I have my own property management company. It's called Rockstar Capital. It's available at rockstarcapital.com. You can see us there. You can see, what do we do? You're going to see videos and stories. I learned that from Gary Vaynerchuk. So being an operator, turning to a practitioner of best practices, best habits, it's very few things that I haven't seen already or someone's going to, someone's going to try to pull the wool over me. You know, I don't rely on a third party management company because we are that. I know what's going on right now. You know, I know to be proactive. Like right now, people are waiting for April 1st. They're waiting to see if people are going to show up and pay rent. I'm not. We've been knocking on doors all week long and say, Hey, have you been affected by the virus? If so, can you please uh, show us your, your, your termination letter, your furlough, your layover. We'll work with you on that. Otherwise rents due on the first. You know, and for those that have the money to pay on the first, we're encouraging them to pay early so that come May, they can get a 5% discount, right? So where do you get those ideas from? You have to learn those ideas. You got to live this life, you know? So I am proud of the company awards, right? Because it's not just me, it's my company. I mean, of the 17 city, state, and national apartment association awards, I've only won three. The rest of the company won those. Uh, Maintenance man of the year, property manager of the year, national property of the year, local property of the year. You know, and that's how I became a two-time national owner of the year. And that's why there's never been another one, because I don't think that many people are willing to put the time into becoming a good owner-operator. And that's the difference between us and the next guy. That's really fascinating. Um, So on that first deal that you bought, you're saying that you literally sat in the leasing office. You you went with the handyman. You you physically did the things. You got people to sign leases, renew leases, um, fix toilets, did all the stuff all the stuff that most people sort of hate about being landlord, right? You, you dug in, yeah. you rolled your sleeves up and you got in there. Absolutely. Cause you need to learn. You need to see the kind of problems there are. You need to teach your staff. First of all, to show them, Hey, that I'm not better than you. I'm not going to tell you to go to I'm going to show you how to do it. Right. We're going to go off for bids. We're going to troubleshoot the issue. And we're more important. We're going to take care of the issue in a very timely manner. Cause when people are communicating with you, they're communicating because they have a problem. They want you to fix it. Are you going to ignore them or are you going to fix the problem as soon as possible? Because in the real estate game, in a multifamily apartments, you don't make any money when people move in. You make money when people renew. Because if people move in, you got thousands of dollars of moving costs, vacancy loss, uh, marketing costs, 
you know, that all adds up to thousands, thousands of dollars. But when somebody renews, they typically renew with a, with a rent bump. Right. And now you don't have to pay anything. Right. Maybe a, a shampoo, carpet shampoo or maybe a touch up, but now you don't have any of those costs. Right. So that's the strength. You make your money on the renewals and you take care of them on the front end. They will renew later on. And those are the things that you don't learn those things until you have to sit in that chair. And I did that for more than a few years. It was a, it was a number of years because I started a second company, my current company, Rockstar Capital in 2011. And I did the same thing. I remember what I did in those early days and I just did the same thing again, all over again. It's probably why we won awards at this company. We didn't win as many awards in that other company. The second yeah. chance to do it, right? Typically, if you get two chances to do something, you'll get it right the second time. Yep, totally. You may have already alluded to it, but I'm just fascinated by like you sit, I can picture you sitting in the leasing office, tenant comes in with a problem or something. Like, can you give us an example of something that you learned and you pulled out of there as far as an operating procedure for leasing or for maintenance that you would, there's no way you wouldn't have learned if you didn't take the time to learn the business that way? Uh, that people will lie to you. <laughs> I came from a world that's very honest. And if you said this, I thought it was going to happen. Well, people would come in, hey, I just need a little help. Can you, can you wait till Friday? And it's like, you know, it's the previous Friday. You're like, yeah, okay. Uh, I'll wait. I'm going to get some money. Okay, no problem, no problem. You're trying to be a good guy. And you come out and you find out, you know, they skipped on you. They left on you, right? And that's not how it works. You know, in today's world, if people need an extension, they can have an extension, but they're going to have to sign something and they're going to have to leave something of value. They're going to have to do what I call a uh, eviction holdover. And they're going to have to leave you at least a couple dollars there, right? To cover that, to cover the eviction call and say, okay, I need a $99 check from you. That's your eviction. That's to let you know, if you don't come back and see me on Friday, I'm going to take this $99 you gave me and I'm going to turn it into an eviction order and we're going to start the process. <laughs> these are little things. These are like little reminders. Like, oh, okay. But imagine guys just came in and I just said, hey, okay, yeah, I'll see you Friday. The guy's got no skin in the game. God doesn't know what he's doing. I'm going to be out of here and I'm going to skip. Those are little tips that you have to learn. You've got to go through those issues. It's very embarrassing for it to happen the first couple of times because you want to believe in the best of people. But, you know, people want to do well, but if they can't pay, they can't pay. Right. right. But it doesn't mean I'm going to let them stay another week and use my utilities and not reimburse us for that. So at least $100 covers the eviction cost. Those are one that, I mean, that's just a simple thing that I just, yeah. that came to my head right now when you mentioned it. Right. Well, no, that's a great example. And, and it takes getting burned a couple of times to really learn that But until you, like you said, get in the trenches, really understand what it's like to manage it. It's hard to, hard to create the systems to fix it, the $99 check in this case, or manage people to, to do it right or to fix it or whatever. Like, that's a fantastic example. So thank you for sharing. Absolutely. And your, your staff's watching. So they're seeing you do it. And you're right. learning together. Like the first person that I hired is now my COO of my company, you know, and she was yeah. there because she was right there with me the whole time. And she evolved with this business. It typically doesn't happen where somebody has the skill set to continue to get from zero units to 3,800 units. It doesn't happen overnight, but uh, it does happen. And, and so if she hadn't been there for that time, it never would have happened. And it just, it's amazing to, to know that, that uh, you can have somebody from way back when and, and see them grow mature. But, you know, those lessons that she learned, she's teaching everybody else as well. Yeah. Gosh, that's like, there's so much great stuff in here, Robert. I really appreciate you taking the time. You've dropped a ton of value for real estate investors and just general people in business. Like that you just extract the real estate, insert your industry and boom, you have a roadmap here that Robert has just delivered to us. Um, Absolutely. 
I want to respect the rest of your day. You've got a lot going on with, with the coronavirus and handling all of your tenants and serving them. So I'm going to wrap up here and, and transition us into the focus five, which is the same five questions I ask every guest on every show. Are you ready? All right, let's do it. Let's do it. What book have you gifted most often? Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. Bingo. If you could get an hour of somebody's time, past or present, live or dead, and ask as many questions as you wanted, who would that person be and why? Oh my God, Donald Trump. In a heartbeat. That guy just has lived it. He sees it. Nothing sticks. You know, he does, he's got the thickest skin. He, you know, I just, I would, I would just be mesmerized to sit in a room with him for an hour. What is one thing that you believe most people would disagree with you on? Uh, that you don't need a college education to be successful in life. I, I think uh, I, I have a ton of people that are in my team that make six figures a year and they don't have a college degree. In fact, I, out of the 110 people I have in my company, I think three have a college degree. Wow. Give us a glimpse of your morning routine. How do you start your day? You know, it's really important. I do it. I do, you look like you're a fit guy. I got you. Got to stay fit. You got to get your 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 head going. You got to get your mind right. You know, I'm very fortunate. I've got a great schedule. I can work out three times a week in the morning, and you know, before I get my day going. I think that's a big piece. Uh, I like to do a little cardio afterwards because it's a great time to catch up with everybody else, get on the phone, uh, or just clear your mind and just you know just just let all the cobwebs come out and, and be ready to start your day. I try to end every day like, did I do something different today than I did yesterday? Did I, did I move the needle in our business? Just like you move the needle in your company, did I move the, in your NOI? Did I move the needle in our business? Are we better today than we were yesterday? That's a really great piece of advice, man. Thank you. What is the best place online that we can connect with you? Yeah, so you can find me in all the social media channels. On Instagram, I'm under Apartment Rockstar. On Facebook, it's under Robert Martinez. And on LinkedIn, it's also Robert Martinez. We offer a bunch of free videos and content. I've been asked to put together an educational course. I'm just now beginning that process now. I think because I think mentorship's everything. I think if you get the best mentorship you can, you're going to be more successful, the most successful you, you can be. And so, yeah, you can find me all over, all over social media. Or you can go to our website at rockstarcapital.com if you're interested in investing with us rockstarcapital.com. I'm going to put all of that down in the show notes as well as all of your social links. Robert, thank you so much. This has been awesome. Total pleasure and a total blast to have a conversation with you today. Hey, thanks for having me. It's a lot of fun to share my story. Thank you. And that does it for today. If you guys want to connect with Robert uh, personally, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, it's all down in the show notes as well as rockstarcapital.com. You can find it all down there see what he's got going on. He's got a lot of great content and some fantastic stuff coming down the pipe as he alluded to with some of his coaching and training stuff that he's going to be doing here soon. And if you want to connect with me, as always, down in the show notes is the place to do that right at the very bottom. I've got a link to my Calendly account so you can book yourself a slot on my schedule. We can get to know each other, connect one-on-one, and just get to build a little bit of a deeper relationship. I'd also love to find out how I can keep making the show even better. Thank you so much for tuning in, guys. This has been awesome to be with you so far. Hans Strazina, host of Another Way to Play, and remember to make every chapter better than the last. Thanks for joining in for this episode of Another Way to Play, making the next chapter of your life better than your last. For more insights and inspiration to help you make that personal leap, be sure to engage with Hans on social media and get your questions answered right here on the show. 
Reach out to Hans at Chief SNAH on Instagram, and we'll catch you on the next episode of Another Way to Play. Thank you.